Welcome to the Destination Date Podcast, a spin-off from the Destination Begin Podcast with your host, me, Kristen Smith. Have you ever wanted to live vicariously through a 43-year-old, homeschooled, twice-divorced, blonde Minnesotan who finds herself in Miami trying to date? Well, look no further than Destination Date. The stories of the dates, I'm hoping they bring you some entertainment and some laughter. They bring me both. So listen in. Let's have some fun. Hi, hi. Welcome to another episode of Destination Date. This is a spinoff from Destination Begin, but it counts as my weekly podcast. Just talking a little bit about the craziness of dating in Miami because I've had some just interesting experiences and I approach all things in life with a sense of humor to the best of my ability and dating is something that I I have needed to rely on my sense of humor because um, so much of it is just so odd and weird that you have to laugh or else I don't know what the alternative is, crawl under a rock, cry. Um, dating is a simple concept. You know, you got, especially with dating apps, there's a whole bunch of women that want to find somebody. Here's a whole bunch of men that want to find somebody. You put a picture up, you describe yourself. If you match, if you both say, hey, I want to meet you, then you meet and then you see if you like each other. And then if you don't, you don't see each other again. And if you do, you see each other again. That's basically how it's supposed to go. Except it's not. Except it's a whole bunch of people putting up photos of themselves that don't necessarily represent the current condition of them. Um, people who describe themselves in very flattering terms. Of course, nobody's going to put their flaws, their failures. And a lot of times you match with somebody and then instead of actually wanting to meet, they just want to like talk. They want to text a bunch of times. They don't want to actually meet face to face because they don't really have time to date or it's not a priority, but it's just fun to swipe and see if people like you. A lot of times it's just the woohoo, somebody liked me, I got a match. Um, pleasure, uh, a burst of endorphins. That's what a lot of people are after. At least I've decided that must be what it is. So I've been on a couple of dating apps. So Facebook dating is a plugin with Facebook and that's free and just create a separate profile. And then people can like you and anybody can talk to whomever. People can swipe on you and add a little note and say hi before you even see them. Um, it's a horrible one. Don't do that one. It's I haven't had any anything but pretty negative experiences there because everybody is on it. It's free. There's no buy-in and it's just too easy. So boo, boo on Facebook dating. Um, and then Bumble is the one that I've used, I think, most often because when you match with someone, they can't talk to me unless I talk to them first. So women initiate the conversation, which can be annoying, actually. Like, it's weird it's a weird place to put men in and I don't really understand why. I guess maybe I don't really understand why because other dating apps that don't work that way, I don't see that there's any advantage to Bumble except that it's just being used a lot. So you get a bigger database of people. So Bumble, you put your profile up there. If you swipe on somebody right and they have already swiped on you or they later swipe on you, it's a match. And then the guys can't initiate the conversation. So what happens in Bumble is you end up with, hey, you match, say something. So then the pressure is all on the girl to say something. And sometimes 
you know, you don't really know exactly what to say, but you want to say something that lets them know you're interested and that you read their profile, not just that you swiped on them because they were hot or something. So then I look at the profile. Okay, what was it that made me swipe? Okay, and then you try to say hello, referencing something. Because from the guy's side, apparently, there are a lot of bots, like robots and then hookers and stuff that are just on there trying to troll for guys. So you match with one of them, and apparently they have canned words like hey hottie do you want to come out tonight or I mean I don't know I'm guessing right that was see this I'd be a terrible call girl that's that's what I guess I would say we just found that out (laughs) anyway so it all this is very artificial and annoying but when you go to bed at night and there's nothing to do and you can't fall asleep you just swipe through bumble and take a look and see who's there so you match with somebody so I try to say something like about their profile so they know I've read it and that I'm a real person And then often they reply back with, hi. And you're like, oh, wow, that was, that'd be like walking up to somebody in a restaurant and saying like, oh my gosh, I love that you work in public service. I really love volunteering. And they went, hi. You know, like you just don't interact like that in real life. So that's annoying. Or else I say, hey, how's your weekend going? And then you say, it's great. And then they don't say anything else. So then they're just all these little conversations of two lines and they're stupid. So it's frustrating. That's frustrating. The con- the other side of that is, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you swiped on me. I've been screenshotting your photos. You're so hot, whatever. And, and then they're like, do you have any more pictures? And you're like, oh gosh, here we go. Um, I matched with a guy a couple weeks ago who was very nice. We had a really nice conversation and the texting, the texting interface on these apps just sucks. Like it's, there's no autocorrect and it's annoying. So typically if you're having a text conversation with somebody, you want to give them your number and text for realsies just for ease of use. So I'd given this guy my number and we were texting and we had made plans. This was like a Friday. We made plans to have coffee on on Monday because I only do coffee dates for first dates. It's my rule. I don't want to waste a lot of time in case the person um, is a liar or is a terrible time. And if I offer a coffee date and they don't want to do it, then I know they're really not actually interested in me as a person. And so if someone is interested in actually getting to know me and obviously schedules or whatever, but... They're usually going to say yes to a low-key conversational type meeting. Or I will offer, say, hey, do you want to have a video chat? Then we can see each other, see what each other's body language is, you know, make sure there's no snaggletooth situation. Um, (laughs) And if they say no to that, then my radar really goes up. But um, those are my two rules I've learned. I've gone on a couple, I think I've only gone on two dates that were an evening date that I really regretted because there's no end insight except to beg off and say I'm not feeling it or I want to go home or hey there's an emergency this just it's an un it's an unending potential time slot so never evening first date and then um you know I love coffee and if a person cannot at least pretend to drink coffee or drink water while I drink coffee or have coffee with me then it's not going to work anyway because I'm going to I'm going to go to coffee at least today I'm going to go to coffee at some point So let's just make sure you're cool with going to coffee. Anyway, so I set up a coffee date with this guy and um, I was excited because he's in the fitness industry and he's been in Miami a long time. And I, you know, I said, well, this will be awesome. I said, even if it's not a love connection, I'd love to network with you. Is that something you're interested? He said, oh yeah, I'd love to, you know, give you feedback and 
help you build your brand and stuff. I'm like, this is so great. So then he said, I love your pictures. I said, oh, thank you. Your pictures are nice too. You're very handsome because he was very, he is very handsome. And he said, yeah, do you have any more pictures? I was like, what do you mean more pictures? And he's like, more sexy pictures. I'm like, my pictures aren't sexy. They're just pictures. And he's like, yeah. And I said, I don't really do that. That's not what I do. He goes, well, not that sexy. I just meant like bikini pictures. I'm like, oh God. I said, no, I'm sorry. I'm not interested in exchanging photos. So while maybe he, maybe he only just wanted sexy photos like that. I don't know, but I like, that's it. Now I know I don't want to go on a date with you. Like uh, that may sound ridiculously, um, conclusive, like boom, but I'm not, I, I mean, if I, if I, I could just stand on the beach in a bikini and wait for guys to come over and like talk to me if I really wanted to catch guys because I look good in a bikini. Like, I don't know. Anyway, maybe that's weird, but that's how I am. So did not see him. So that's an example of some of the things that happened. And then, um, I didn't respond and then he never responded. So like the coffee day just didn't happen because we stopped, just stopped talking. Um, otherwise there are people that have said, oh, hey, I'm going to meet you tonight at five o'clock and I'll text them at like four 30 and say, Hey, I'm on my way. And they won't respond. And then, you know, okay, they're not going to be there. So this is what happens, but, um, I digress. So the other app that a lot of people use is Tinder, which has been known as a hookup app, which I don't, I'm not into that. I'm not looking for that. Although I have met, uh, I met Randy on Tinder. <laughs> he talked about that, but to be fair. I met Randy on Tinder, but we had a lot in common that we wanted to talk about that had nothing to do with dating, which is why um, we ended up meeting and becoming friends. But anyway, I very rarely use Tinder. Just, I don't know why I just didn't like it. So those are the apps. And so interesting dating, uh, dating fun, I guess you could call it. So I went on a date a few weeks ago. Um, this guy had matched with me. He looked really good in his photos. It said that he was 53, I think it said. And I have dated older guys. Um, I am totally fine with dating older guys. I'm 43. I'll be 44. Um, my ex-husband is in his 50s. Um, my last boyfriend, I guess you could call it. Um, I think it will be turning 60 soon. Um, so it's not, uh, my age range is kind of high. So 53 didn't freak me out or anything. Um, and he was really nice. He was really anxious to talk on the phone. So we had matched, he texted, he said, can I call you? I'm like, oh, this is great. Like we can actually find out if we're going to meet. Cause I'm not here to like talk to people forever. I have friends for that. So he called me, we had a nice little conversation. He's from New York. He's down here looking to see if he wants to move here, which is very common. All of New York is here. Everybody wants to come to Miami. It's great because Miami is that great, but calm down everyone. Like we're full. And if you're going to move here from New York, um, because you like it here better then you got to immerse, get a little annoyed at that. It's like, this is Florida. We need to all like, like we need to take on some of the Florida charm and, um, and not just try to turn it into wherever you came from. Like I didn't like put a snow machine out there at Christmas cause I'm from Minnesota. So you know, New Yorkers, you don't have to be rude to your house cleaners. Um, I'm sorry I'm generalizing, but um, I found that a lot of New Yorkers are really rude to service staff, um, specifically personal trainers, me, and um, house cleaners. So just saying. Anyway, I'm so digressing. I'm generalizing. I'm stereotyping. I'm not sorry. I get to do that. Uh, we all do it. So I'm just doing it blatantly on the podcast. I digress. Okay. So 
we had this conversation. He said that he had nothing going on because he was here on just a, a trip to look for real estate. He was sitting at the beach. And I said, all right, well, um, I'd love to meet you for coffee if you're interested. He said, well, I don't drink coffee, but I would love to meet you. You sound super cool. I'm like, all right. So I told him about a place I like to go that's not far from where I live. So it's walking distance. So there again, I don't have to waste money on an Uber. I don't have to leave where I live. And uh, middle of the day, I said, I have two hour window. So I put that in there too, so that there's clear in and out. Because if I hit it off, cool, we'll set up a different time to meet. So I walked down to the coffee shop and, st- and oh, and in our conversation, he was asking about um, if I cared that he was 53. I said, no, I'm, you know, I've dated older guys. Um, he's made a comment about my photos and that I was really muscular. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm a you know, bodybuilder. I don't have a ton of muscle, but some guys are intimidated by the fact that I'm muscular. Is that a problem for you? And he said, no, I'm 6'2 and 220, and so um, I'm not worried about you hulking over me. I said, okay. So I have in my mind, I see his pictures, he's 53, he's 6'2, he's 220. So he's a bigger guy, which is appealing to me. That's awesome. So I walk into the coffee shop, and standing there is Archie Bunker. And uh, he's like, Kristen. And I was like, uh... Archie Bunker I didn't say that and I said you don't look anything like your pictures and he said yeah people have a hard time believing I'm 53 and I'm like is it because you're not 53 and he just laughed he didn't answer this man was at least 60 he was at least 300 pounds he was tall but his photos clearly were 20 years old if not more and I just, I kind of stared at him like, dude, you knew that I was going to see you and figure out, like, it's not that I can't date Archie Bunker. It's that you lied. You know, like these dating apps, I see your picture. I see your description. When you show up to meet somebody, if you are not as it is, it the main thing is it says that you're a liar. It's not about if I'm attracted to you or like, oh, how rude. You're not attracted to old um 300 pound men. It's not about that. It's about you lied to me. I didn't get to choose if I was attracted to you. Um, you gave, you falsely represented yourself. So whatever. So, but now I'm in, I can't just walk out. I guess I could just walk out, but I don't like to be rude and it's awkward. And so I said, hi, how are you? Whatever. Ordered coffee. He was flirty with his eyes and saying nice things. And I didn't even indulge it at all. I didn't say thank you. I was just so annoyed. Like now you're wasting my time. You've misrepresented yourself as, I mean, he's old. I'm not going to date somebody in their 60s. And he's, you know, he's morbidly obese. And while that's fine, I was morbidly obese. I don't want to date somebody that's morbidly obese because my lifestyle doesn't jive. I'm very active. I need to be with somebody that's as active as I am. Anyway, judge me. I don't care. We're all attracted to what we're attracted to. So I sat down for coffee with Archie Bunker. He was very nice, very conversational, tried to flirt. I didn't buy it. I was just annoyed. Went for a little walk. Had We had a good conversation. And then uh, I said, all right, well, I got to go. I got my call and um, walked away, whatever. He tried to hug and kiss me on the cheek. I didn't go in for that. So he texted me uh, like half an hour later and he said, I had a lot of fun. And I said, thank you. And he said, I don't know if I'm wrong or not, but I didn't really get the feeling that you were vibing, that you were feeling it. And I said, yeah, no, I don't think that we're a match. 
I said, I didn't have a romantic vibe with you. And he said, yeah, I wasn't exactly falling all over you either. Okay. Okay, Archie. Thanks. So that was fun. It was super fun. Um, the, the moral of the story there is a phone call is not enough. They're not going to video chat. I'm not showing up. So, um, uh, other than that date, I had another date that I was, um, set up on. So I was set up on a date with somebody, a mutual acquaintance. And uh, I met this guy a couple of times for a walk cause I live on the boardwalk and he lived not far. And so we went, we met up for a walk a couple of times, had a very nice conversation. Very, very nice person. Very different from me. He is British. So it was fun to hear his accent, to ask him stereotypical questions. We had some fun rapport and um, really liked him. He had really, really nice insights about life. He's a big fan of Tony Robbins, who I you know, absolutely look up to and admire and obsessed with. And so we had some great things to talk about, good sense of humor. And um, so he asked me on a date date. So I was very excited because I like the idea of going on a date date, like a real date, get dressed up, pick you up a seven date. So um, he picked me up in an Uber and we went down to, so there's a place here um, called Soho House and you have to be a member. So he's a member of Soho House and uh, which is super cool. I would never be able to go to Soho House. I'm not cool enough. So, um, but in the car we're (laughs) driving to Soho House And uh, he put his hand on my knee, which would normally be like a little forward, but like I've seen him a few times and it wasn't being inappropriate. And he just said something like, bloody hell, you're so muscular. And I'm like, oh yeah, is that okay? Like I have a complex now. I'm like, is that okay? And he's like, well, you don't need to get any bigger. I'm like, what? Uh, Okay, thanks. That was fun. Anyway, so we get there, we go in. He's just very awkward about the whole thing. Uh, Just didn't seem very at ease. And I wasn't at ease. I'm on a first date with a guy who um, was bringing me to the Soho house. I've never been there. I was like terrified of what to wear. Um, I got seven different opinions from people on what to wear. Luckily, I just wore what I own because that's all I have. And um, and I looked fine. It was fine. Um, But he said, well, you know, we can just get a drink here and then have dinner. Is that okay? I'm like, yeah, sure. What? Whatever you think. Now, if somebody's taking me out on a date, I really kind of don't want to be asked what we're going to do. I'd like to be at least say, hey, you know, here's what I think we'll do instead of like having me approve everything. So that was a little weird. I'm like, yeah, whatever you want, dude. We're here on a date. You're taking me on a date. Take me on a date. I don't know. I don't know how this works. So we, um, we went to the bar. It was really, really crowded. At this point, I'm like, I'm going to be drinking because I can't, I can't do this without a cocktail in me. Like, I don't drink very often. But there are certain situations where I can't, I can't turn my brain off and I'm just, I'm a Minnesota homeschooled 400 pound person. That is what comes out sometimes. I cannot, I cannot help it, but revert to completely out of my element and I'm working on it. I've done some podcasts about this thing, but it happens. And you know, that is when, that's why God made tequila. So had a cocktail, relaxed a little bit, listened to some music, walked out to the back area where it's beautiful. It's like a jungle. There's like gravel on the ground. There's a bar back there. They had this really cool DJ with Jamaican music. It was awesome. 
And so went back there, had another cocktail, had some great conversation, met this couple that were there on a date, talked to them. I started to get a little foggy. Don't really remember a whole lot, except it was like, all right, now we're, now we're good. It was at this point that he started kind of hitting his drinks a little quicker, like a two for everyone that I had. I don't remember how many I had and have a lot, but there was uh it just started to get weird because we went back and we're standing at the bar and I, there was nothing to do. It was too loud to talk. The music was meh. It was stupid. It wasn't dance music. So we just stand there kind of like head bopping, drinking and can't talk and just awkward. So he gets a glass of red wine and he like chugged it down. And then he looks at me and he's like, hey, you are stunning. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And he goes, no, that's not a compliment. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, um, what do you want me to say? He's like, nothing. What the hell are you supposed to say to that? Oh, okay. I, so thank you. I mean, what do you say? And then. He leans and he's like, I know you've been through some things. I'm like, you, you do? How do? What, do I look like a wounded bird standing here? He's like, I can just tell. Okay. Good talk? What the actual hell are you talking about? It was so awkward. And then he goes back. He's like, I'm a terrible dancer. And he like would do, he was like, it was like seizure dancing. It was worse than my dancing. But like it was, the whole thing was just awkward. And I know this person is a nice person. I've talked to him quite a bit. He knows a lot of mutual friends. There's, I mean, I know, I know of this person. He's not a bad guy. He's just clearly very awkward on this date, as am I. So we're standing there awkwardly. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to put my hands. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to look at. I'm just drinking a cocktail standing next to somebody who just keeps yelling at me that I'm stunning. I mean, I don't know, I guess, as I've had worse days in my life. But at one point... He looks at me with this little cheeky grin, little kind of flirty look, and he steps closer, and he kicked my ankle with his foot, and then nodded like, "Yeah." I'm like, "What? What? What was that?" He just, you just kicked it. He just kicked me, like not hard, but it was like the weirdest. I'm like, smiled and nodded, like, I don't know what to say. If I say thank you, am I, is that am I in trouble again? I don't know. It was so awkward. I don't know that anything in my life has ever been so awkward. But he's like, you want to leave, don't you? And I'm like, no, no. Do you want to leave? Yes. Yeah, I kind of want to go do something else. So I can either take you home and we can hang out there or I can drop you off and I'm going to go out. Okay. What's that? Okay. What? I'm like, well, I guess we're leaving then. So anyway, uh, so that was awkward. Very, very awkward. And uh, he felt bad about it the next day or a couple of days later because he texted me and said, I feel bad. I was like, okay. He's like, I'd like to make it up to you. Let's go for a walk. Let's go get some coffee. I'm going to take you to the Eden Rock, get some coffee. And I said, all right, I have a couple of hours before I have a call. So he comes over. He's like, hey, can I <laughs> ask you a favor? I'm like, sure. He said, my SIM card stopped working on my phone. I can text, but I can't get phone calls. Could I use your phone to call my carrier to get this fixed before we go? I'm like, sure. So he sits on my couch. He uses my phone. He calls. He's on hold for like 20 minutes. And I'm just sitting here working. And he's like, I'm real sorry about this. I'm like, no, no, it's fine. You know, do what you got to do. I understand these things are annoying. He's on hold for another 20 minutes. And this time he's like, this is embarrassing. This is awful. And I'm like, I, you know, at this point I'm like, yeah, it's freaking annoying. This is what I wanted to do with my day. Sit here and listen to hold music and stare at 
this awkward person awkwardly. So finally they pick up and he starts talking and he starts getting agitated because it's your cell phone company and the cell phone companies all suck. So I took Gus out to the hallway and was playing fetch with him and I could just hear him getting louder and louder and he's yelling on the phone, yelling, yelling, freaking out because they won't fix it. And I understand the frustration, but I'm like, it's my Monday afternoon. I can't use my phone because he's on my phone. I can't leave because he needs to use my phone. I'm not getting coffee. This is getting more and more awkward. I was just, whatever. So I come back in. He's like, um, hey, they're going to, they referred me to their manager. They're going to call me back on your phone in 10 minutes. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, so let's go get coffee. And then when they call back uh, to answer, I'm like, all right. So we walk, you know, we don't go to the Eden Rock. We go across the street to Starbucks. And we're sitting there and we're, you know, waiting for the callback. Have a nice little chat. Just awkward. It's just awkward. Then they call back. So then I'm sitting now outside while he's talking angrily to them on my phone. I can't leave. He's on my phone. He's like, I'm terribly sorry for this. I'm like, yeah, this is exactly how I wanted to spend my day. Like, uh, it's just annoying. So he used my phone up until the very last minute before I had to get on my work call. So like in front of my building, I like basically took my phone from him and went home. He kept texting me. My phone is still is not fixed. Good for freaking you. I don't care. I don't care. I don't understand how this is part of my life right now. So anyway, um, he had his phone fixed and that was that. So a couple of times like we really need to get together and I'm like, do we, do we really need to get together? <laughs> so yeah, that was the Brit. And I have a lot of mutual friends with this person. Um, again, he's not a terrible person. I hesitated doing, uh, talking about this on this podcast because there are people who listen to this podcast who know this person, the Brit. Everyone has a nickname on my podcast to protect the innocent and to protect the non-innocent people who kick me. But, um, but I'm like, you know, it's just too good. You're stunning. Uh, okay. Thank you. I will never forget that interchange for the rest of my life. That's not a compliment. Well, what the actual hell is it then? It's just a fact. Oh, okay. What, what exactly was I supposed to say to that? I, anyway, I just felt like I was off balance the whole night. I had no idea what to do or say. It was super awkward. So anyway, that was the Brit. It was super fun. Um, that was at least interesting to like get set up with somebody kind of organically versus, versus an app. But, you know, the end result is just awkward. And um, I've seen him around the beach. Um, it's, you know, it's not awkward for me. I, I don't think it's awkward for him. It's just one of those things where, like, we're not going to be a couple. And that's totally fine. Um, he's a good egg. I think it was just a perfect storm of awkwardness. So those are two of the fun dates um, that I've had. Very anticlimactic. Now, recently I had a really good date. So uh, that has me optimistic that dating is not all a nightmare and not all weirdness. I would say it's not a nightmare. It's weird. And it's all artificial behavior and like this, this rule book that I don't really understand and I haven't really read well enough to understand how it operates. But I guess I'm learning. So if you are uh, someone who's dating, 
online or otherwise, uh, I'd love to hear your war stories because I think it's fascinating. Now, a while back, I paid for a membership to eHarmony because I'm like, I think the reason that these apps don't work is because there's no buy-in. It's free. So eHarmony, you fill out a pretty extensive profile and then they match you. And so I did that and then it sent me my matches and holy mother of all things, the people on eHarmony literally are like the lowest rung of society. Like people literally that don't, that don't even, I don't think that they have ever dated or can get a date. That That's the kind of people. And I, I sound like such an asshole. I'm sorry. But that you, you kind of want to date people that are, you know, established in life and at least have the ability to describe themselves and participate in life. And it's like a lot of video gamers and people who are like, describe them. If you describe yourself as an intro, shy introvert, what is our first date going to be like? I don't know. I feel sorry for that, but I mean, I don't, I, I know. And so eHarmony has turned into just a way for me to entertain myself when I'm really bored and um, just see what kind of people eHarmony thinks I would match with. None of these people are people that I would ever have time with. Looks aside, I don't know what they're matching us on. That's the scary part. You know, what does that say about me? That they're matching me with people who don't speak and who live in their parents' basement, play video games and just, um, I don't, I don't know, like sell t-shirts online. One of the guys was just like, sell t-shirts online. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, that was clearly the, like, it wasn't like a business. It was like, I imagined him like in the garage with a thing of puff paint on a craft table, like drawing, like you can do it or like you know, I'm with stupid. That that was the vibe I got from that. Maybe there's someone for everyone, right? Maybe there's a girl in her garage with puff paint and glitter. She's just waiting to find the guy who knows how to make the t-shirt without the glitter. I, I don't know. I don't know. But um, the disclaimer, I sound superficial and uh, and I'm not. If you've been listening to my podcast long enough, you know I'm not superficial. Um, but dating apps make you a little bit vain and superficial. There's a little bit of the rush when you see you have a new like. You're like, ooh, someone likes me. It's very validating. And so I think that's really why they are so popular and why people stay on them. Even when they don't have time to actually date, they just want to be liked. And they want their profile to be liked. So it's an interesting, it's a jungle out there. So that's it. That's all I have for you in our destination date episode. I hope you enjoyed hearing a little bit about... Uh, Archie Bunker and the Brit. <laughs> I'll catch you next time. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Destination Date. Just remember, it's important to stay open to love and not get cynical, even when these dates are a hot fever dream. If you're dating, I'd love to hear your stories. You can email me, Kristen, at kristensmithonline.com. You can also reach me on Instagram at the Kristen Experience. So stay safe out there and stay open to love and laughter.